You're listening to All Things Video, the podcast dedicated to uncovering the past and charting the future of the online video ecosystem. You're listening to All Things Video. I'm your host, James Creech, and today's guest is Sean Zhang, co-founder and CEO of Talon Esports. Sean, welcome hey. to the show. Thank you very much. Excited to be here, mate. <laughs> so where are you based? Where are you coming from? Uh, based in Hong Kong, but I uh, grew up in Australia. So I came to Hong Kong about six years ago for business school. And yeah. Started to hang around and here I am now. So. Very nice. Very cool. And how did you get into the esports space? Uh, you know, I've been a gamer my whole life. Um, yep. So, you know, from a very young age, my dad bought me like my first 486, if you remember those computer series. Sure. And I, I remember he was showing me, um, my dad's an architect and he was mm-hmm. showing me, hey, you should use Microsoft Paint, be a bit more creative. And uh, I think, you know, I tried it for about five minutes and he came in and had a look and he's like, yeah, maybe you should do something else. <laughs> Um, I, you know, the first thing I did after that was install, I think it was like Warcraft one at that stage. Yeah. Right? And so been gaming my whole life and then, um, yeah, like it kind of an interesting, like sort of mesh. Cause you know, at once I got to secondary school in Australia, you know, we played a lot uh-huh. of sport and, you know, kind of fell in love with competitive sports and coaching and, you know, coach semi-professional team in Australia played at a really high level in Australia as well. And uh, yeah, you know, we started the esports stuff by, you know, flying to Taiwan. We had a, a team that we wanted to sponsor at that stage. We made my uh-huh. partner Jazz and, you know, we threw some money at it, made a lot of mistakes. And yeah. Stuffed up many, many times, but then realized, hey, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we can leverage from the sports space that actually sure. is in the esports space on how you manage teams. And yeah. Yeah, that's how it all started. You know, we flew on a plane, built a crappy deck, pitched it to a team, got them excited, <laughs> sponsored them failed miserably and then uh-huh. kind of refined the process from there and just, uh, kind of put it together now to what it is today. You know? Yeah, that's fantastic. And what are yeah. the titles that you guys are most focused on? Uh, so right now in, uh, so we have about seven professional titles that we're, we're playing. Um, uh-huh. Right now, the biggest focus is around League of Legends and uh, Arena of Valor. Okay. Two games that uh, we're we've invested, I guess, the most in. Yep. Obviously, League of Legends, you know, with Worlds coming up, we have qualified this year. It's um, it's a big deal. And, you know, yeah. being, uh, that's one of the biggest titles. We focus on the new PCS region, which is the combination of the Hong Kong, Taiwan, Macau, plus Southeast Asia region, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. And then the other title, Arena of Valor, is a really popular mobile MOBA title uh, here in Thailand, Vietnam, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Macau, and parts other parts of Southeast Asia. And yeah. so, yeah, that's like a franchise league that we're participating in in Thailand and uh-huh. in the fandom is amazing. So yeah, those are the two main titles. In saying that, you know, we do yeah. also Rainbow Six Siege is, is on on the up. Um, we're really excited by that. And then obviously Overwatch Contenders in Korea yeah. quite popular. So yeah, those are the main titles. Very cool. I was catching up with a buddy of mine who's, um, he's Austrian, but he his wife's Japanese. He lived in Japan for a number of years. He now lives mm. in Taipei. And, uh, you know, he was telling me that the esports scene is still relatively small in Japan. It's emerging. It's, it's definitely more active in Taiwan, but it's mm-hmm. nothing compared to Korea, mainland China. seems like it's growing in, in Vietnam and Thailand. So, yep. you know, throughout Asia, there's still kind of different uh, enthusiasm or different levels of adoption of esports throughout the region. Yeah, I mean, Asia is a really interesting market because there's a lot of fragmentation, right? Like yeah. Japan's completely different from Korea. It's completely different from Hong Kong yeah. um, in regards to sort of culture and thought processes. And I think for Japan, um, my view is that, you know, generally perhaps just culturally, it, being an esports athlete is not as well accepted. And mm. you know, given sort of how competitive that society is in regards to sort of 
education and the career perspective, pursuing a professional esports career. Um, you know, I'm Asian. I, if I told my mom, like, now that I'm in esports, obviously initially they'd be like, what the hell? But if I told them <laughs> I was a professional athlete, yeah. you know, the general career paths that, you know, parents push you down is you want to sure. be a lawyer, you want to be a banker, you want to be a doctor, you want to be an engineer, an accountant, something like yep. that. And to go something like super risque into like esports and also where the career is super short. Yeah. I think um, definitely it's something that's uh, that's harder to adopt. I think in Japan as well, there's been um, there's a strong arcade culture as well. So mm -hmm. maybe that's driven it more towards sort of other esports titles such as Street Fighter and Tekken. I mm -hmm. know like Rainbow Six Siege has done incredibly well in Japan. Sure. Um, but uh, you know, it also comes down to sort of how people are consuming gaming. I I think from my understanding is that console gaming is more prominent than the pc side and say mobile side in japan um and then where you've sort of seen the growth i mean in hong kong and taiwan as well just to talk about those markets i think taiwan is 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 pretty open to esports and i think the government there has been quite supportive hong kong here as well i think the government yeah. has been quite supportive it's just once again it just comes down to the parents and sort of the family sort of uh, you know construct and i think that yeah. in these markets they tend to be a bit more sensitive um, Southeast Asia is booming, um, sure. but it'd be more focused around the mobile side. That's what we've seen from our side, at least. Mobile gaming is incredibly popular now because, um, you know, at least everyone has a phone and a decent connection these days. Mm. And, you know, a lot of the sort of high-end PC stuff, um, you know, not everyone in those markets are, you know, comfortable with buying like, you know, a $100 keyboard and mouse set and really expensive PC. It tends to be um, more mobile focused, but um, you know everyone has a mobile device, and the mobile devices now the quality improve, and so um, yeah, you've seen a lot of uh, push into those markets, and yeah, I would say the fandom in Southeast Asia is a lot stronger. Like yeah. fans are actually crazy compared to like some of the other markets that we operate in, and and that's been a byproduct of also the publishers doing a good job with leagues and the way they're promoting the games. So just out of curiosity, why Overwatch? Why Taiwan? Uh, we thought like Taiwan at that stage, like the Overwatch scene was really, really popular and, uh, the prize pools and sort of the fandom was really, really strong. And so that's kind of how we started. And I think at that stage, I think Taiwan teams, um, you know, there were still some gaps in regards to, uh, sort of teams that were, that were available there. And we thought, okay, that'd be really cool to jump into that market. And the other thing is just, um, you know, the cost of doing business in Taiwan is relatively, uh, good compared to other parts of Asia, particularly Hong Kong, as you know, like rent here is absolutely insane. Um, and the cost of living here in Hong Kong is incredibly high. And so Taiwan was just a good market, you know, have a huge fan base. Overwatch was really popping off at that stage then, and they had their own league then, um, with huge prize pools as well. And so we thought that is a great place to start. Um, we were also playing the game at that stage and also our first player manager, which we met online, um, playing Overwatch, um, actually Taiwanese as well. So that's kind of how it all came together. But yeah, it's just, just randomly, you know, the people we met and the opportunities that we saw and then the cost of doing business there um, was a good fit. Amazing. So pretty big risk, right? Going from a, a safe banking career to saying, yeah, I'm going to start an esports team. Uh, you know, what was that calculus like for you? Had you always considered yourself an entrepreneur? What, what prompted you to take the leap? Uh, yeah, I've, we've, I've done some small businesses in the past back when I was in Australia, um, just as a thing on the side, just to, it's always what's excited me. But yeah, you're right. I mean, banking was something that, you know, I came to Hong Kong to do, got lucky after business school, was able to sort of pursue a career in equity research. And then 
yeah, I thought like, you know, one of my true passions is, is around competitive sports and managing teams and building teams. And that's something that I've had a lot of passion and appreciation for. Like I coached in Australia and, you know, that's one of the most satisfying moments when you have like 23 guys who are, you know, part of a squad willing to die for a cause and helping each other achieve the same objective direction. Right? I think that you get that, you know, very rarely in many organizations often. And so in a football team, like being able to experience that was great. And I thought, Esports had that. And also at the same time, you know, working in, in research, we, there was a lot of sort of hype around sort of gaming and, and, and esports at that stage. And I thought, you know, we've been doing it on the side while we're banking for a couple of years. And thought, well, you know, this really deserves our attention at this stage. We really feel like there is a huge opportunity here to kind of build, you know, digital franchises of the future. You know, I look at brands such as the Lakers, New York Yankees, you know, the Dallas Cowboys and what they've been able to build. And we thought, Hey, within the digital space, um, now that gaming is one of the main, like, biggest entertainment forms globally, um, why this can't happen within the esports space? And I also thought that APAC was an incredibly interesting market because um, outside of China is where we're focusing on. There's a lot of fragmentation, and a lot of teams kind of didn't want to expand outside their home markets. And we saw an opportunity where we could take a differentiating strategy. And um, Southeast Asia also is just a huge potential market that we really want to tap. So. Yeah, it's just mainly the size, you know, we thought the opportunity and um, I think we had, uh, me and Jazz, my founder, we had a, a confident that um, with the right people in place that we really make something special. And um, yeah, that's kind of how it is. And um, not that there's anything wrong with banking, but like at that stage, we'd been like um, doing it for a while and I thought, hey, now's our chance to kind of try something on ourselves. And yeah. That's how it all happened. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. And uh, established a, a pretty significant partnership with PSG, the football club. So tell us about that, how that came to be. Yeah, it was, it was kind of random. Like we were in uh, Thailand at that stage uh, with one of our publishers, Garina, for Arena Rivala. And, um, you know, we finished our usual, like sort of every couple of months catch up just to see how things are going. And then Alan, who's uh, who looks after the business there, was like, hey, mate, can you just hang around for another hour? And I'm like, thank you. Bangkok traffic, mate, five o'clock, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to be stuck, like, for two hours just trying to get down the road, right, so um, he's like, no, 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 it'll be worth it, it'll be worth it, so we, we hang around for a bit, came back, and we met, um, yeah, we met some of the PSG guys at that stage, and they were kind of uh, looking at different gaming titles around how they can expand into Asia, and then, you know, we had um, clicked, I think, immediately in regards to sort of the way we think about sort of managing teams, I think PSG is obviously an incredibly competitive team, they they want to win everything. And I think that was something that really resonated with us. And also, I think, you know, PSG as a brand is, is really powerful um, outside of just football, right? They've got a city that's beautiful. People really appreciate that. And, you know, what they've done with the clothing collaborations with Nike and Air Jordan and sort of where they've pushed that has been really powerful. And those are things that we thought are really powerful elements in Asia that we wanted to leverage upon. And so we talked and talked and talked. It was eight months of sort of discussions backwards and forwards. And then we finally agreed upon sort of the, the sort of the partnership and what it would look like. And uh, yeah, we're super excited by that. There's a lot of positive things that are going to be coming out of it. You know, commercially, PSG are supporting us on the sponsorship side of things. And they obviously have a huge network of brands that they work with. Um, you know, if you go into their partnership page, it's like scroll forever. Um, and so getting access to that and that team has been amazing. Um, you know, from a marketing and, um, and, point of view and branding point of view it's been great for us as well to sort of build the talent brand globally and for them also coming to asia to help promote their brand to the league of legends scene 
um, that's been great. And their marketing engine behind it, it's been really powerful. You know, they've been supporting us a lot with major press releases. And I think there's a lot of work 